When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Earlier this year, Scott took a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise on Princess Cruises, Sky Princess out of Port Everglades, and Scott joins us on the line. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Doug. How are you? Good, buddy. Before we get to the ship itself, we'll take a step back as we always do. Now, you live in very, very, very northern Canada, so it's probably a given here. But what made you want to take this seven-night Western Caribbean cruise out of Florida? I live in northern Saskatchewan, and I'm between Flin Flon and Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. So for me to get to the airport, it's seven-plus-hour drive. And so I woke up in the morning to uh, drive out, and... I was blessed with um, quite a few inches of snowfall during the night. And (laughs) let's just say the highway was clear because no trucks were on the highway or cars were on the highway from Sandy Bay, Saskatchewan to to, uh, Saskatoon. Not much traffic anyway. It was a lonely highway. Wow. Seven hours, you said? Oh, plus because of the the heavy snowfall, it was more like nine hours. And it was... You're just driving very careful because you don't want to put the, you know, you put the truck into the ditch. There goes your cruise, you know? Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. So you got the heck out of Dodge and you made your way down here to sunny Florida. Any pre-cruise time down before you boarded Sky Princess? Well, I had an Airbnb in Saskatoon. And from Saskatoon, I had two flights that took me to uh, Fort Lauderdale. And Fort Lauderdale, I arrived in. For the night before, and uh, I stayed at a, a hotel near the cruise port. Okay, very good. And so you go to board Sky Princess. Of course, Princess has the ocean medallion. A lot of stuff is done before you get to the cruise port. It's a pretty seamless embarkation. Well, normally it is. How was it for you once you arrived at the pier? It was less than half an hour. It nice. was it was very quick. Well, the ship is like thirty six hundred passengers, but on our cruise there was like. I heard someone mention it was just over 1,200 passengers, and I heard someone say 1,500, so well under uh, 50%. Nice. Man, you like had a, a ship that big, you almost have it to yourself with 1,200 people on there. Oh, yeah. Like, like well, I was, I was very cautious just because even though, you know, you're vaccinated, but coming in from Canada, the government put heavy restrictions on to travelers, mm-hmm. and they just wanted essential travel only, so... I wasn't even allowed to get travel insurance. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I see. So, had to... Yeah, so it was it was pretty serious and um, you know, a little bit of anxiety going through you and you get back, you know, vaccinated coming into the states and you know, vaccinated going out of the states. So, you know, it was a lot of what ifs. Yeah, you had to slip out the back door to make your way to Florida. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, so once you get on board Sky Princess, what were your first impressions? You're right there, right in the ship. As soon as you um, board, you're right on the ship, and you're in the the main area, and there's like a grand piano right in front of you with a you know, piano player and 
it was beautiful. And I, you know, I was very taken with it. Yeah, those Royal Class ships are just so beautiful. What kind of stateroom did you have on this seven-night cruise? I had an interior room. I was impressed with the layout of it. Really impressed with the bed. Really nice mattress. Let me rest well. And it was just a very good location. And it was um, room R723. I actually did a, a vlog on a, on my YouTube channel. So if anyone wants to check it out, just look up R723 uh, Sky Princess. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. How about the walk-in closet? I know that a lot of the Princess cruise ships have the closet. I don't want to say it's a walk-in closet, but a lot of closet space kind of outside of the bathroom. Did your uh, cabin have that? As soon as you walk in, there is a generous amount of space for the closet. It is a bit of a closet. I don't know, it's not a walk-in, but you have a lot of ample room, let's just say. Yeah. Aside from the walk-in closet, did you find there to be plenty of storage elsewhere, enough plugs and everything to suit you? Oh yes, I had lots of lots of room in in my uh, cabin just because the the closet was quite large, so yeah. Yeah. It, it was no problems with that at all. Well, let's talk about the dining on board Sky Princess, and we'll start up at the top there at their Lido Marketplace area, the buffet area. What did you think about that throughout the week? They served you, uh, which you know, which I liked because you know you're not tempted to take too much food and mm-hmm. waste anything, so. Every morning I go up there and get my breakfast, so I just have uh, uh, the two types of salmon that they were serving, and enjoy my coffee and and have uh, some you know side dish of fruit. It was really good food. It was for you know for a cafeteria style dining. It was probably the best type of cafeteria dining I've ever had in my life. Yeah, and that little bakery part too in the middle with those like homemade cinnamon rolls and donuts and stuff every morning, just amazing too. Oh, I know. Only yeah. 15 calories each. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> did you have like any like lunch or did you dine in there for um, dinner or anything like that throughout the week in the buffet area? During dinner, uh, Lolly Loca would meet in one of the main dining rooms. And um, every evening I went except, uh, no, I did a lunch at a specialty restaurant, which was Bistro uh, Sula Mer. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. Yeah. But I kind of regret not going to the steakhouse. Yeah, that Crown Grill for, for $28. That's a oh, hell of a deal. I walked by the Crown Grill bar each day, and I was just impressed with the decor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did a really top-notch job with that decor. But but the bistro was good. The bistro was very good. I, I had uh, the St. Jacques um, meal, which was uh, you know the, the scallops. Mm-hmm. And the uh, mole uh, florentine, which was, you know, eggs with like a spinach. Mm-hmm. And that was good. Nice. For but your... I regret not going to the steakhouse. Yeah, you'll definitely have to do that next time if you, uh, if you sell Princess again. The uh, main dining room um, with y'all's group dinner, did y'all have um, a set dining time or did you have an anytime type dining? We did have a set dining time and the cruise line gave us a little section that was for the group cruise itself. Mm-hmm. So... We were quite, you know, it was quite privileged to, so we could all be together in, in a, yeah. in the same area. How were your meals in the main dining room throughout the week? The main dining room was very good because when I've cruised before, I usually went, I used to get three to four evenings, especially dining. Mm-hmm. But because it's a group cruise, I just, I wanted to be with the, the group. Yeah. But I was really impressed. I had really good beef, really good seafood. I had prime rib that was to die for. They have a solid uh, main dining room food. You mentioned that this was your first time sailing Princess. What other lines have you sailed? 
Norwegian four times. I did Norwegian and I was on the Anthem Okay. a couple years back. Gotcha. Very nice. Any poolside venues or anything for, they have that really good, uh, they have the good pizza place by the pool there. What's it called? Slice, I think. Yes, it is called Slice. And I did have some pizzas there on occasion and I'd have their hot dogs. And for a poolside pizza place or hot dog place, they did a really good job. Yeah. And their tacos were very good too. I did go to the other, the main pizzeria on the ship for lunch once, and that was really impressive. It was oven baked uh, pizzas, I guess. Yeah, Alfredo's will knock your socks Which off. Which is really good. Alfredo's. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, going back to Slice, yes, it was very good. And on the deck, that's where they um, I was able to catch the Super Bowl. You have a pretty big Super Bowl party with drink specials and food and all that um, during the game. Because you're cruising under 50%, it, it was kind of sparse, actually, to be quite honest. So it wasn't a big gathering. It was kind of more or less kind of quiet, had a quiet uh, feel to it. Okay. But I have to, I was very impressed with the screen and the, and the audio of uh, the you know, Super Bowl on the ship. Yeah. That's quite the experience, too, celebrating Super Bowl out there at sea. Very, very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, aside from Super Bowl, how was the entertainment throughout the week for you guys? I'm not a show guy, but we did have a rock opera, and I really like rock opera. It was really well done, and a couple of fellows from the, uh, performed other nights as well. So you're getting some really good music, you know, performed for you. Mm-hmm. Did you spend any time like in the uh, that Take Five, I believe, at the jazz club there, or any of the other venues around the ship where they play? They had a piano player or the guitar player outside of Crown Grill or, you know, places like that. Well, there was the guitar player on on the, um, I think it was on, on the seventh level, the sixth level, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. You know where the coffee stand is? Yeah. It was quite good there. It was very chilled out, very relaxed feeling. But I did go to the live area where they had trivia nights and they, the, and they had the show nights, the game shows, sorry, that have them, up, you know. Up in, I think it was in in live, and they were they were good. I was surprised that everything was always late in the evening. That they really didn't have much going on during the day. The trivia in Princess Live is pretty hard. I was, or either I'm really dumb. I I, could, I didn't get one of them right. I think we did like a like U.S. history. I think couldn't get one. I did pretty good. We came second. Lolita Loca team came second. Nice. That's safety in numbers too. If you had a big team, it was just two well, of us playing. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the sea days before we get to the ports of call. How was the ship? You mentioned it was like half capacity. So how was it as far as crowds and congestion during the sea days? You never had to wait for an elevator. You never had to wait. You know, there's no lineups to deal with or anything like that. If you want to go from A to B, it was easy. Mm-hmm. It was easy. And we had the medallion apps, which were kind of interesting. On the first day, I was really impressed with the medallion app because it would show me where other people in the, were, in the group were on the app, connected to my phone. But on day two or three, the app became kind of useless in that way. Mm-hmm. It just kind of stopped. The only use that it had was when you walked by your door, it would open the door or, you know, kind of unlock it and a little light would go off. Yeah, I mean... In concept, it's a good idea, but there's still, I mean, we're, what, five years into this, I think, right now, and there's still a lot of bugs to work out. I was even curious about a safety point of view because I knew on the cruise uh, there was a female passenger, and she was kind of kind of avoiding this other guy, and she was 
going near her cabin, but she didn't want her cabin to light up. She didn't want the person to know where she was staying. So, but the ship steward was smart enough to put his trolley in front of her cabin to block it from opening. Wow. That's <laughs> so, you know, the, thank goodness for the, um, you know, for, for that, that cart blocking that. So yeah, just something to think about, you know? Yeah. That's, that is a little invasive too. Like you don't want people knowing where you're staying. Like, um, I don't know. Like I think of like Tony, right. With his names on his door. He could have somebody knocking yeah. on his door, not someone from your group, but anyone really, you know, like people that people know, or even like just regular people too. I don't know. I think it's like, it just feels like it's kind of invasive to me having your names on right. the panel outside. Well, especially someone who's so public like Tony, you know, like mm-hmm. your stateroom is your domain and yep. you don't you don't need to be bothered by someone or someone knocking on your door because, you know, you're so public as it is. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, it's a refuge. Mm-hmm. 100%. So let's talk yeah. about the ports of call you went to on this four-night cruise. What we'll do here is give me the port of call, the first one, and give me a highlight, and we'll move to the next one. Okay. The first one was Grand Cayman, but that was scratched out because that port of call wasn't ready yet. So instead, we lucked in. We went to Costa Maya, and I was excited because that was going to be our first of two Mexican port of calls. Mm-hmm. And I was in uh, Costa Maya. That, that was pretty cool. It was setting up, so it wasn't. It had a lot of things to tweak out because it was just opening up after COVID. It was slowly opening, so it was a very quiet protocol. I was fortunate to travel with someone who speaks Spanish very well, mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed it. We went to a hole-in-the-wall restaurant and had a really fantastic lunch, and where all the locals would eat. Nice. And, I, and you know, probably the best tacos I've had in years. It makes a big difference with Costa Maya. Like, were y'all the only ships in port? I believe so, yes. Yeah. So you had it, you had it like to yourself and you were at half, half capacity. So you basically had Costa Maya to yourself. Yeah, it was, it was very quiet. It was very quiet. And I have to say, during the ports of call, like all the ports, they were cautious. Everyone was wearing their mask and whatnot. But they were very respectful of, of visitors on, you know, on their turf. So I really appreciated that. And then after Costa Maya, what was your next port? Next port was uh, Roatan. The weather coming into Roatan, it was kind of, it was, it was raining a lot and it was a little bit windy, but coming from Northern Saskatchewan, I really didn't care, <laughs> but <laughs> right. my excursion was canceled. And that was, what, what was it? The Jolly Roger, I think it was. That's a pirate or ship. The, it was the Jolly Rogers um, catamaran tour, okay, yeah. and uh, not our excursion, and that was canceled. So I basically uh, I was with my friend again, who speaks great uh, Spanish, and we toured around um, the port for a little while, and we finally booked in uh, to see um, the sloths through Bodden Tours. B O D D E N. I think I'm pronouncing it right, but. That was a really good refuge for the, for the sloths and the parrots and the monkeys. Like it was very clean, it was very well run and very humane. And of course, that was my first time I had got to hang out with sloths, and I was really taken with that. You know, Victor, that's the guy, uh, Victor Bodden. He's been doing that for years, and he has one heck of a business and one heck of a sanctuary there. The guy is just so cool. I really like the setup. Like mm-hmm. like I said, it was very clean. You know, the the people working for him, they were very knowledgeable. 
it was a really, I was quite, you know, very impressed and I was really fortunate to uh, take that in and said, you know, I'm glad I did the sloths rather than um, doing the, the Jolly Roger. Yeah. That's awesome. And of course I visited, you know, a couple, couple places in, in Roatan and, and, uh, I, I was impressed with the area and stopped at a at a couple, you know, like to have lunch and to have drinks. And that was very nice. Yeah, sounds like a, a nice day. So after Roatan, what was your next port of call? Belize City. And that's a tender port, right? That's a tender port and got into Belize. And our excursion, uh, I was with a few people from the ship and from the, sorry, the group tour. And what we did was we did the um, tubing in the caves. And that was fun. That was very leisurely. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't going to break a sweat doing that. Do you have to strap the uh, flashlight on your head still? You got the flashlight. Yeah, you got the the helmet, and you, you got the tubes going. That's a and cool um, it was a good time. It was you know you just chilled out and enjoying life. Yeah. Your final port of call. Well, actually, you know what? Before we get to Cozumel, is Belize City, I haven't been there since 20, I don't know, let's just say 15 or so, so seven years. Is the port area still rough or have they cleaned it up a little bit? I didn't find it rough. I've lived in numerous countries during my life uh, and I've seen, I've lived in rough areas before, so mm-hmm. it didn't really bother me, but no, I, I didn't find it rough. Yeah, that's uh, you good. Know, and your fourth port of call was Cozumel, Mexico. So your second Mexican port. How was your day there? Oh, the day was sitting down on a beautiful beach and enjoying uh, great tacos, cold Mexican beer. It, it was good. It was. Uh, I, I went to a, a private resort. Well, I can't remember the name of it. You know, go snorkeling and uh, the snorkeling was. Oh, it was all right. It, it wasn't like being in Maui where you see, you know, umpteen fish around you mm-hmm. or sea life, but. But, you know, you're in the water and you're just enjoying it. Was that resort Nachi Coca more like Mr. Sancho's? No, those, I think those were, so, those were sold out. Okay. And I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to remember it. I just can't at the moment, but yeah. it wasn't Mr. Sancho's. Gotcha. Sounds like a nice day, even though you didn't have your Hawaiian reefs off the coast of Mexico, but the beer and tacos sound great. Oh yeah. The tacos are great. I think it was called Buccanos, if I'm not mistaken. And that was your final port of call. So what was it, a sea day and then back to Everglades? Yes. Um, I loved the sea day. I took in the comedy show. And, you know, when you're on NCL, you're used to a more intimate, like a club scene, you know? Yeah. But on the Sky Princess, you're in a large theater. So it was a very different feel, especially the large theater being so sparse. It was kind of a bit odd. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a moment about the Ocean Medallion that you said it opened your door. You can also have the capability of ordering drinks on demand and, you know, using it for signing on and off the ship. What ways did you use it on board? I ordered from my TV. Mm-hmm. So I had the remote and you could, I ordered um, some snacks, late night snacks on, on the TV. I had a little bit of celebration from the casino, so I treated myself to some uh, snacks that were, let's just, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy, but these snacks were, <laughs> let's just say they were tasty. It came pretty quick. I was pretty, I was pretty impressed with that. Was the smoking bad in or around the casino? No, it wasn't. I, and I'm trying to recall whether you could smoke in it or not, because it maybe I'm, I'm not sure, but it may have been smoke free because it wasn't bothering me or, you know, was my eyes weren't red at all. Yeah. So. If it was back in February. It probably was smoke free still. Right. Yeah, I just I didn't so think there about was that. a smoking section on 
deck. I mm-hmm. think it was. I'm not sure which deck it was, but one of the higher decks we could go out and if you're a smoker and enjoy a, a cigarette. Yeah, there was that. There was, was that casino, deck. I'm pretty sure it was smoke free. Yeah, I think they didn't let let smoking start until like March or April, maybe on those ships. Right, because the smoking right. this deck was, was in the back of the ship, like right uh, one deck above the aft pool. Right there, there's that little deck where the smoker, the smoking section yeah, was. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah. All right, you're back in Port Everglades. How was your debark? Disembarkation. I uh, carried my luggage off with me, and it was very swift. Basically, the ship, you know, was few people on it, so it, it was very easy. Very cool. Well, looking back on this cruise. Do you have any suggestions or tips to offer anyone who is considering sailing Sky Princess? Oh, I would go for it. I really enjoyed the Sky Princess. I would go on another group cruise in New York Minute. I would sign up for another group cruise. Yeah. Sky Princess, uh, the internet, the internet was very fast on that cruise. It was consistently fast. So I was very impressed with the internet. The food was probably the best food on a, on a cruise ship that I've, that I've had. So I, I would cruise again on Princess. What was the biggest highlight of this cruise for you? I've had a couple of cruises canceled because of COVID. So finally getting on that cruise ship, that was my first cruise in you know in over two years. So that was my highlight. And, um, and meeting up with, going on the group cruise and meeting up with fellow travelers that, from the local fam. Yeah. I really appreciated um, the company. Mm-hmm. Was it a production getting back into Canada or was it pretty simple? Going to the States, you needed the antigen test, which is pretty straightforward. But mm-hmm. coming back into Canada, what you, at that time, you needed the uh, the PCR test. Yeah. So I got tested at port, and I got my results back several hours later when they contacted me at uh, my motel. And you're going through some anxiety there just because <laughs> if you were tested positive, you cannot go on your flight. So. Yeah. And you didn't have travel insurance either, but I guess I guess if you uh, well That's yeah right. if, you, if you tested positive on the ship they would they would basically keep you up and take care of you. But if you're off the ship, you're on your own, I guess. They tested you compliments of the cruise line, but you were off the ship. Gotcha. Being tested. Okay, like, I guess rules have changed now, right? Like you don't really need um, you can just fly back the to rules Canada. Rules have changed for uh, anyone for all Canadians. You still have to do the Arrive Can app. So you have to put down all your information and, you know, records of your tests and what, um, and, and your vaccinations and whatnot, and a picture of your passport onto that app. Also, Americans and anyone else that are doing Alaskan cruises, for example, or Eastern Canada cruises in New England, you still have to uh, download that app. Yeah, I just had to use it two weeks ago coming back from, um, I did Discovery Princess from los angeles up to vancouver and i had to download the arrive can app to clear customs in victoria before we got to vancouver i would also recommend people to do it a well well over a week before you you take off just because Mm -hmm. it it might take a a day or two to process it so you've got to be on the safe side yeah no definitely well in closing here your final thoughts of sky princess beautiful ship beautiful ship just inside it out, and I would definitely go on Sky again. It was very classy. Great food. Internet was a was a bonus. You know, we're living in a day now where internet is essential, and I've never been on a cruise where internet was that fast. Mm-hmm. And really enjoyed the group that I get to hang out with on that week. 
it was a real pleasure. Very cool. We've been talking with Scott about his seven-night Western Caribbean cruise aboard Princess Cruises Sky Princess. Scott, thank you so much for sharing your review, my friend, and I look forward to your next one. All right. Thanks, Doug. Have a question or a comment for the show? Yeah! Send an email or voice memo to Doug at CruiseRadio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast, or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.